Hello, this is Marc Ember speaking, Chief Editor of the European Respiratory Journal. In the November issue of the ERJ, we are delighted to publish a European Respiratory Statement on the Diagnosis and Treatment of Pulmonary Disease in Alpha-1 Antitrypsin Deficiency. It is my pleasure to discuss this article with the two chairpersons of the ERS Statement, Dr. Marc Miravitles from the University Hospital Valdebron in Barcelona, Spain, and uh, Dr. Rob Stockley from the University of Birmingham, United Kingdom. Good morning, gentlemen. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. morning. So, uh, Dr. Stockley, uh, Rob, why is this document necessary now? Uh, Well, it's actually been something like 15 years now since the last definitive ERS ATS statement about alpha-1 antitrypsin deficiency, Uh, and I think importantly in that period of time, a lot has changed about our understanding of the uh, disease, its its prognosis, which is much more variable than previously believed, and and its management. Uh, And of course, that's because over that period of time, not only has there been further research by um, interested persons throughout Europe, but also several clinical trials of augmentation therapy, um, which have been designed to try and demonstrate effectiveness. In addition to that, there is now increasing awareness of the importance of rare diseases, which is being led by the European Union uh, and is, of course, applicable to to all member states. And and finally, there's a renewed interest in um, managing and treating rare diseases, and in particular, the pharmaceutical industries now are showing much more interest in developing therapies for rare diseases. So I think for those reasons, it's opportune. Right, so it was very timely indeed. So who has participated in the document? Um, well, we uh, spoke to and chose scientists, clinicians, clinical scientists from all across Europe, um, really not just for their expertise and experience, but, but importantly so that we could uh, represent diverse healthcare systems in order to obtain a balanced view um, in what we wrote that was applicable to all. Um, Also, we included some experts in general COPD management because, of course, uh, the majority of the patients with alpha-1 antitrypsin deficiency present uh, with COPD in general. Um, On top of that, we had some input from the European Lung Foundation and, and importantly, patients who were um, asked about their views and their needs, thinking really ahead of, of what it is that we need to do for patient care in the future. Thank you. So could you tell us uh, the main aspects um, that the document addresses? Um, well, I think everything's changed, so it tries to address most aspects. But, but importantly, I think we start out by um, explaining uh, the new understanding of the variability of the lung condition that patients have. Um, originally, it was believed that this was just young people with severe basal emphysema with a very poor prognosis. Uh, and that's clearly not the case. The condition can present just like usual COPD. It can present without emphysema. It can present later in life. Uh, and the prognosis, in fact, is much better than people originally believed. So, so the start of the document is really trying to emphasize that aspect. Um, in, in addition, of course, um, testing for alpha-1 antitrypsin deficiency has gone through major changes. Um, from initially just saying, well, let's measure the level and then do phenotyping using isoelectric focusing. 
So the new molecular techniques now uh, make it much, much more specific, and interpreting those tests um, can be sometimes easy, can be sometimes difficult. Uh, so that's emphasized through the document, including a logical flow of how you might do the test, and then the particular importance of having somebody who understands not just the strengths of the test that you do, but also the potential weaknesses um, and that you can uh, be led astray in missing uh, very rare um, variants with either no levels or very low levels just because you don't have the appropriate tools to test for it. Um, there's a further clarification of, of heterozygotes because I think that's always been and has remained confusing for many, many years, particularly with respect to augmentation therapy. Um, we've emphasized the benefits of screening because there's now better uh, evidence, particularly from the Swedish cohort, of monitoring these patients from birth as to, as to how uh, that changes their lifestyle. Um, we've updated, of course, the role of augmentation therapy because of the clinical trials that have been undertaken. Um, we've updated the roles of surgery and transplant. Um, particularly, we've updated research priorities um, and given a sort of general outline of how all the people involved in this felt patients should be managed because all patients with rare disease deserve the opportunity to see experts and, it, and it's how that's brought about in individual countries um, to the benefit of the patients. Thank you very much for this very nice uh, overview and uh, I'm sure the, the readers of the ERJ will be very, uh, very interested by by your statement and, uh, and your conclusion. So I will move now to, uh, to Dr. Mark Vermeer-Wittles. Uh, hello, Mark. Uh, what is the current status of um, alpha-1 antitrypsin in diagnosis uh, in Europe? Well, in fact, it is highly variable. And it is important to remember that the WHO recommends that all patients with COPD have to be tested for alpha-1 at least once in their lives. And we know that this is not happening in many countries in Europe. And in fact, those who have low levels of alpha-1 need to know their genotype. And there are some um, issues on the um, techniques to identify phenotyping and genotyping. So one of the objectives of this document is to try to, to, try to standardize the diagnosis of alpha-1 and to make it available to all patients, to all individuals that should be tested in the community to try to reduce the underdiagnosis of the condition. Thank you, um, Mark. And what is the current status of alpha-1 antitrypsin treatment in Europe? Well, again, this is highly variable in different countries and even within countries. And these patients, most of these patients with pulmonary disease are affected by emphysema, by COPD, and therefore they need to be treated for this respiratory condition. But there is also a, a specific treatment, augmentation therapy, which is available and fully reimbursed in some European countries, but not reimbursed in others. And this creates inequalities in the access to a specific therapy. And even in some countries, there are regional differences in terms of access to the to this treatment, and therefore we see inequalities. And it is important to uh, reassure that patients that really require this type of treatment can have access to, to this therapy. Well, uh, to conclude, uh, we, we know that uh, alpha-1 antitrypsin is among the rare respiratory diseases, and uh, how should care 
for these patients be organized in Europe? Well, and in the field of rare diseases, it is important to standardize care. And in fact, we uh, stress, we highlight the importance of established uh, specialist or reference centers in Europe and how these reference centers should work, how they should work connected to each other uh, in order to improve our knowledge about this disease. It is important also to organize registries, registries at the national and importantly at the international level that allows us to collect enough prospective information about the evolution of the disease, the results of therapies, and also to be a platform for future research and, and the development and, of, and design of future clinical trials in partnership with industry and patients' organizations. So it is clear that in the field of rare diseases, we need to work together and we need to accumulate experience in order to improve the care of our patients. Well, thank you very much. It's very clear, and we we all value very much your your work and uh, your support to the patients and your um, fidelity to the European Respiratory Society. So thank you, Mark and Rob, for this um, excellent discussion, which uh, highlights the important advances in this important field of respiratory medicine. Uh, this was Marc Imbert, chief editor of the ERJ, discussing the recent ERS statement on the diagnosis and treatment of pulmonary disease in alpha-1 antitrypsin deficiency with Dr. Mira Vitles and Dr. Stokely. Thanks again, Mark and Rob. Thank you. Thank you.